On today's exciting show, I know it's a showstopper, we talk to Eden Mulholland, his new album, Hunted Haunted. We also talk about the New Zealand flag and how dicky it looks. And much more than that, we talk about becoming a republic. But who cares about that? One thing we do care about, though, is David Bowie. So we're going all out on this episode on New Zealand Entertainment Podcast. This is Ground Control to Major Tom. We're really made great. Yeah, Geraldo, Geraldo, Geraldo. is obviously getting into character a little bit too far here. Um, into David Bowie mode here. Um, you right there, Jared? You okay? Yeah. I'm singing David Bowie. Not only because I grew up with David Bowie. It was probably one of the first songs. No, what was he like as a kid? Well, I grew up with David Bowie, not literally. Listening. Is he from Northland? No, I'm not from Northland either. But uh, my, my whānau is, obviously. No, but the reason I'm playing it well, if I'm allowed to say, it's a film about him without him in it. Although he's in it, but not directly in it. The subject matter is about him, but he's not actually not in the movie, which is true. David Bowie is, is the name of the doco film. David Bowie is. David Bowie is. Not in the movie. But he is in the movie, because it's all about David Bowie. In fact, what it is... With the cat out the bag here, um, cat people. Uh, it's it's basically an installation. It's a David Bowie installation made by fans for the fans, and we get the grandio tour through it, which includes footage, bookage, writings, original clips, and. Funny enough, there are no cat people or China girls in there. Um, there was a Japanese fashion designer. Fashion designer. Yeah. Oh yeah, the guy who designed the, the, the Bowie outfits for Ashes Ashes. Kari Mariucci. He's a very cool guy. I mean, that is the highlight of the movie for me, because they interviewed these people. Um, and when I say interviewed, they, they they had him up on stage talking, addressing this very small in crowd. But yeah, that's why we're singing David Bowie. Um. On this is ground control to major... Hang on, I just need a bit of keyboard in there. Yeah, it's not going. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Uh, another great, uh, another great artist. We we we're doing the spotlight on is Eden Mulholland, um, who is the brother of the Joel Mulholland, who we had here as a guest. Remember the Creepy Santa podcast we did? Yes, my mind does take me back to that. We had Hannah on the couch. We had Joel on the couch. To those days. Days. Cast your mind back to the creepy Santa days Where you were likened to crawling up the anus of a whale uh, No, sorry, you crawled inside the Santa from the farmers Outside the farmers Yeah, I crawled into Santa's finger his mo- That's right His moving finger Let's have a listen to that I just, We'll just get a bit of an audio blurb of that This is when uh, Jared crawled inside Santa's little finger Here we go Like okay. a misspent youth yeah, 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 and I've got an interesting story about that Santa Because right? he, is, he is like about four stories high if people yeah. don't know what a hundred, it's got a few tons as well. Yeah, but on top of the Santa, and then you know, if you know Santa, his finger moves, and it's kind of um, beckoning you into the store. It used to be on the farmer's trading store on Hobson Street, and so there was the moving finger, and we climbed up it. And it was just like, wow, wow, you guys are game. Pre, I thought you said game, but no, but, but game, yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, Eden Mulholland, um, he's a great guy. Um, he's got, uh, obviously we found out Joel Mulholland, had, we were quite surprised that he had mouldy roots in him because he's quite blue-eyed and 
not very mouldy looking, unlike the two of us. Especially um, you. Especially at night time, when you're doing the haka in the mirror with the red light bulb on. Say no more. Say no more. That was a neon haka. Keep it here. Lock it in. Hey, what, if we do these David Bowie songs, do we have to pay anything to, you know, what are they? Royalties. Not to Lord. She's a royal. Yeah. All right. Hey, well, speaking of royalties, yeah. We'll talk about it when we come back. Coming up now. Eden Mulholland. Eden Mulholland. Testing one two, we're up and close in personal with Mr. Eden Mulholland. Eden, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Very good, thanks for that. It, it sounds spontaneous, but we've met only five minutes ago, so we have a bit of history now. Um, I was going to say, uh, people might know you from Motorcade, and not so much, you know, your your namesake, and you've got a couple of famous brothers as well, Will and Joel Mulholland. Tell us a bit about what happened with um, after Motorcade, and where you are now with your music. Um... Well, we kind of never really finished Motorcade, it just kind of stopped and I, I moved to Australia and uh, we, we had a, we've got a record finished, we finished about three years ago, three or four years ago maybe even, it's just sitting there and I ended up moving to Australia and, and then I was like, oh, I need to do something, so I just started doing some solo stuff and it just kind of just happened that way, so yeah, I don't know. Because I remember some of those Motorcade music videos, they were quite full on, they were quite good. Uh, yeah, the music style as well. Your your latest sort of body of work is kind of different from that. I take. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Like um, that was very Motorcade was very of a of a style of its own. Like you know the energy of four guys, sort of thing. Not in a naked way, which <laughs> sometimes we were naked, but yeah. Bro, we got to have a bit of bromance in the music, eh? <laughs> you do. <laughs> and uh, what about now? How do, how do you feel? Uh, you're going with your music now I mean obviously you've been doing it for so long is it still appealing still satisfies you making music yeah yeah totally love it um, I can't really do anything else uh, I can try but um, you know it's just sort of like you're compelled to do it so you just kind of have to so yeah L- love it or hate it I usually love it good <laughs> yeah well that's a good thing to be you know you don't want to lose passion for the, the job that you're doing at hand no, totally no it's um, part, of your, part of your blood I reckon yeah your brother Joel Mulholland, of course, is Mulholland. Um, have you guys ever collaborated together on, re- on recordings, or is he, does he help you, give you a bit of advice, brotherly advice? He recorded, um, he's recorded Motorcade a few times, um, and always has a huge say in, in, in those recordings. Um. We did some Mott's stuff together, um, but they, they were all Joel songs. We recorded a few songs that I'd written um, as well. So yeah, we um, we could collaborate. Well, we have done in the past, but I'm sure there's like, uh, we've got to do another Mulholland project sometime in the future. I'm sure it'll happen. What was it like growing up in the Mulholland family? Um, you know, the Christmases where you pull out the musical instruments and that, was it, was it something like that? Eden, or am I just guessing? No, it was, um, yeah, it was pretty, 
very musical. Everyone was, was pretty musical. Um, we used to jam. I guess we'd jam. I can't really remember. I remember, like, yeah, we, we did kind of jam at Christmases and stuff and barbecues. Um, not so much these days because we're all, we're all spread out a little bit at the moment. But, yeah, we definitely would grab a guitar and, yeah, sort of take the piss, I think, a lot of the time. Because I know Joel's got quite a dry sense of humour. Is it quite a bit of a family trait? That's it. He, yeah, he's he's particularly dry. <laughs> Old Joel, yeah, but um, yeah, mu- musically quite dry too. Like um, he, he'll he'll end up playing like a Dave Dobbin song in the minor key, like you know, like playing Wailing, but in minor. Beautiful. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's quite it's quite funny. Especially if the audience don't get it and they think it's full on serious. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got a you know he's got a sellout audience of the Mulholland Clan all listening to him. No, it's um, no. We 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 grew up um, just with music everywhere. Like Dad and Mum played music, and bros were always in their rooms playing guitar twenty four seven. Me not so much, but Joel and Sam definitely. Yeah. Hey, you guys got a bit of uh, Maori heritage. I think Joel was mentioned. You guys got some East Coast ties as well. Does that sort of help? Is that where the music sort of comes from? I, I think so. Well, it must do. <laughs> um, well, it comes from Dad too. He's um, where's he from? He's from Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Mum's from um, Rotoria. So, um, yeah. I think, um, well, I've been, I went back to our motto once um, a few years back as well. And they all bloody play instruments down there. Shit, it was saxophone and guitar, and, you know, they knew all the songs. So we were like, we were like, oh, shit. Joel's going to love this. Because <laughs> Joel didn't come on that trip, but I reckon um, he would have loved it. Yeah. Awesome. You got it. Yeah, there's always some sort of starting point. In one's musical career, isn't it? Yeah, these these guys were they were tight, man. They knew they knew all the songs, eh? And the, the guy on the saxophone, I think his name was Prince. He's fucking lovely, lovely guy, and um, he was just such a cracker. He, he knew all the songs, and he was cracking up the guy who was singing. So oh, it's just it's just really beautiful um, to see yeah, where we're from and, and maybe where our music's from as well. Good. Very cool, very cool. Hey, let's talk about your single Utopia. Uh, check out the video, which is awesome. Tell us about the video, the idea of that. that I mean, that house looks pretty, well, the apartment blocks looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, was in, uh, I was in New York, and um, my friend Martha lives there, and she's a director, and we've done a couple of things before with Motorcade. And, and me, of course, and um, we had this idea that the Utopia video should be uh, like the opposite of Utopia, or maybe like what Utopia was in the past, like some derelict building. And so she went on, she got some location scouts, and they went upstate New York and found this crappy old derelict um, resort. This is actually an old 60s resort, and it's just falling to pieces, and we managed to get permission to use it shooting it and like you know had holes in the floor and it was like a disaster zone it was beautiful it was so beautiful so yeah we're really really lucky to get to use the space because i guess um you know you could get in trouble if you just jump the fence to get in there and so you made sure there was um there weren't any sort of squatters in there yeah no i mean it was it was far enough out in the country you know it was like i think that was a quite a big thing back in in the day in the states was um you know take your family to a proper resort they had a pool and dancing and you know fancy food and stuff you take the kids and they go on camps and I think that was a thing in the states so 
Apparently there's quite a few of these places dotted around everywhere that are run into ruin now. They're turning them into condos, I think, these days. Yeah. And I love the, the pool shot where you're standing by the swimming pool. That is amazing background you got there. For the, yeah, for the video. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And she made me get in the water, of course. That, that water was disgusting, man. I was like, oh, man, my new pants. <laughs> Did it make it on the video there? Yeah, yeah. It's in there. There's one bit where I, where I, where I kick, kick the water. Yeah, she, likes, she likes water in her videos. Bit of realism, eh? <laughs> Without the wincing. Yeah, the elements. I think she likes the elements. Yeah. yeah. Excellent, Eden. Now tell us uh, what's coming up, uh, musical plans for Eden Mulholland. Um, right, so the first single's out. Um, the album, which is finished, is coming out um, sort of mid-year. Um, and doing releases in Australia and touring Australia as well. So it's all, it's all kind of coming together now, after all this time waiting for it to come out. <laughs> I've been waiting a long time. I heard it's taken a while to get out, has it? Yeah, yeah. It's How long has it been a work in progress for? Well, it was finished last year. We finished it in uh, November. Yeah. And you know, as an as a you know, when you're a musician, you just want to play stuff to people. But um, you know, I just signed to Warner's and got a new booking agent and and stuff. So it's kind of been like getting all your ducks in a row and do things right. Um, stop being so impatient. <laughs> but I think it's I think it's going to be really good. I've got a really awesome team behind the record, which is quite amazing. All these people that believe in it oh, it's such a big um, logistical operation isn't it yes. just for one guy <laughs> and his guitar yeah funny how it's a massive guitar <laughs> Eden Mulholland thanks for chewing the fat with us here uh, today all the best for your tour and upcoming album release thank you very much hasta luego as they say <laughs> bonjour safa <laughs> There's a star man waiting inside. He'd like to come and meet us, but he thinks I'll blow our mind. There's a star waiting up there. Um, this is not our finest hour for singing, Dara. Um, I think the David Kerry, uh, David Bowie karaoke, um. Ideas really um, karaoke over. Let the children use it. Let the children lose Let it. The children lose it. Wear the funky eye patch, Jared. Boogie on. Yeah. Very nice. Almighty Pucky Pucky. Well, that's a road wreck, road crash, crash. Um, speaking of road crashes, we got uh, Prince Harry. Are you a royalist or a Republican yourself, there, Jared? Because uh, I'm kind of am. I'm leaning towards him. No, I don't like the Republican. The Republic. Nah. Nah, it's a theory. Change the flag, I say. Change the flag. David Bowie on there. Put anything on there except for that Union Jack. I mean, it looks, it looks like the Aussie flag. Try hard Aussie flag. No, their one looks like ours. It's it's our... I think it's quite cool having the Southern Star. To break the ties. Yeah, we, we've got a different blue. We've got, you know, we've got red stars. They've got white stars. But it looks similar. Look. I like having a. They got a bigger star on the bottom of their, their flag. But changing the flag, you can change the flag without becoming a republic. 
What's what's the benefits of being a republic? All that money changing the whole system just to become a republic. Let me put it pose it to you this way. What do the royal family, what does England or the UK do for us that we don't already do by ourselves? Yeah, but I tell you what they do. This is a deep discussion. We haven't got enough time to discuss this. No, no, just no, keep I, it short. Keep I it short. I tell you what they do for for uh, England, for example, and you, you can make. No, no, no. We know what they do for no. England, but um, they join the country. They give the country. See, New Zealand actually worship worships their rugby. England. We've got a Maori queen. We used to have a Maori queen. Then we had an English queen. And now we got a Maori king. Yeah, but you see, they maybe an English king. They're figureheads. And people look to figureheads. They do. But why should we have them? Why should they be part of our? Culture. What's the, that's like I say. It's a very deep question, and um, because you have the mic, you're going to pull it away from me. It's like being under the umbrella of a big brother, who doesn't really exist or do anything for you. It's like you, you need to stand on your own two feet. We're our own country now. Our economy is getting stronger. But here's the thing: you're saying what do the monarch do for us anyway? But they don't do anything anyway, so it's not going to change a thing. We don't have to get permission to do anything from them. We're still our own country. We're completely independent. We're part of the Commonwealth. And if we change that, we won't be part of the Commonwealth. So, let's cut our ties. And this whole change the flag, I mean... Put the Flintstones on there. I don't want to be my... But but what I would hate is to have the silver fern as a flag. That's like, are we that dumb where you have to just have rugby all blacks for everything? Yeah, I'm not a huge royal follower, but, but, um, but... Yeah, I think there is a certain faction of people that absolutely love the fact that there's a royal baby. Prince, I mean, girls love... Do we need royals? We got Lord. Who who wants to follow John Key? And this is this is what Americans do. They love their president. We can make our own rules up. John Campbell could be a royal. Nah, just status quo. Let's have a king and queen. It's cool. We can make rugby players our royal family, like Ricky McCaw. Could be Sir Galahad. They already do. That's the trouble. That's the trouble. I reckon we should change the flag. It's tied. We should have a dual flag. Yeah. There should Two flags. Be, I think I think there should be a Maori flag and there should be the current flag. Oh, you had to drop that the M bomb there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> the N bomb or the M? Yeah. No, no. But I think I think well, it's it's our dual. You know, we have a dual society. We have a multi society, really, don't we? But 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 I think you know. You play Royals on it, by Lord. Listen, uh, we're on the subject. Uh, what else has been happening? Speaking of Royals, Cinderella. It's coming back. Come on. <laughs> the movie. Mate, so it's Backstreet, but let's not go into that. Oh, Backstreet Boys over here. So. Backstreet's back, buddy. Backstreet's back. Uh, so what's been happening lately? What have you been doing for entertainment-wise? Have you been to any shows for, for libel music or uh, movies for big screen or uh, I don't know, strip clubs? Uh, whatever you get up to. Is up. Whatever you do in your own time is completely up to you, bro. Yeah. Um, well, Backstreet. Went to the David Bowie. And he's named after the, a knife, the Bowie knife. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, even that letter that actually from his manager that said that his name would actually change David Bowie. Bowie. Yeah, and that's the official pronunciation because it's named after the Bowie knife. Do you remember seeing Flight of the Concords when they did the David Bowie episode? Yeah, I've seen it. Well, let's have a listen now. I'm going to get a bit of an audio bite from the Flight of the Concords, and this is where Brett's having the dream with David Bowie coming up. I thought it was Jermaine. That was Brett. Jermaine was Bowie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Let's have a listen. Here we go. We'll be back. Bowie! Bowie. We've got another Bowie song there. Uh, Geraldo. Um, just spark up the older. 
the old Rachel. Oh, now. Hey, that's what we're doing. Mad Max. Yeah, no, that's a legend, eh? Legend. Aussie. Aussie icon. Turned global. Yeah, Aussies, Aussies wanted to go Republic. Public resistance didn't want, didn't happen. Just like Scotland. It's because Mad Max didn't get involved in that campaign. If they had Mel Gibson there, boom. Well, Mel Gibson sit down and uh, Tom Hardy stand up. Yeah. And our mate Jacob Tormuri, who's playing uh, his double there in the movie, Mad Max, directed by the original director of Mad Max as well. Is it really? What's his name? Good old Aussie director? From the uh, the age of technology, we have the magic of Google. Um, Mad Max. Mad Max. Hey, now that kind of... Uh, George Miller. George Miller, the original director, yeah. George Miller. Um, what what uh, concerns me, concerns me, for anyone English, um, God bless the Queen, uh, what concerns me is... That George Miller is now, you know, he was the bee's knees, he was rebel kid way back when. What was it? When it was 70 years old. Yeah. So, you know, when you get older, you kind of lose a bit of touch. I reckon? But look at Spielberg and Lucas. Well, my point exactly. Lucas completely jar jar boogoo, whatever, you know. He binged it up, didn't he? Yeah. And I'm worried that, you know, like Ridley Scott, when he did the reprisal, the, you know, what was that? prequel to Aliens and he completely cornballed it um, Spaceballs Pr- Prometheus yeah what was it hey, we gotta go it's time to go man we've got half 25 minutes to get down to the Victor Arena so we're going out for a gig uh, but that's it for today uh, check out Eden Moller Holland uh, Jared take us out Grounds Control to Major Town gotta go now see you later 3, 2, 1 we're out of here people keep it real keep it on the streets and bye bye boom boom